0: Brother Austin Jones, I had the great privilege of uh, being with him in Maui when he was there for this conference. Went and ate lunch with a bunch of uh, young adults and youth. You probably remember this at Marco's. Can I just tell you that this guy has got such an evangelistic heart? I mean, we're there. He's talking to every single one of these youth, getting to know every one of them. How'd you, know, how'd you get to know who Jesus was? You know, and it's just amazing. We walk outside of the building. There's this guy, he, uh, the same guy he was talking with, and started just witnessing to this guy who was already, know, who was already saved. So he thought he was. You know, there's some things that are like, oh, God, I'm questioning. And this guy is amazing. You, you guys are in for a great treat tonight. So come on, let's give it up to Brother Austin Jones. Thank you.
1: Stay up on your feet if you would, please. Lift both hands to heaven. Now let's give Jesus a little bit of honor tonight. I appreciate honoring ministries and honoring men of God and which we give honor to, but let's honor the Lord tonight for a moment. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your voice for a few moments tonight. Thank you, Jesus. This is Holy Ghost night. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now put those hands together and give Jesus some praise. Go ahead. Hallelujah. All right. You may, uh, you may be seated tonight. So good to be in the house of the Lord. How many of you know who I am and you know who my wife and kids are? You know that we come to church here. Let me see. All right. So there's a few that do not know us. Okay. Well, right over here is my wife, Jennifer. Jennifer, wave at us. Uh, Our boy Wyatt, who's five years old, and Aiden, who's seven years old. And then beside Aiden is my mother from Pennsylvania, who's up visiting. And beside her is my Eskimo grandma, (laughs) Uh, Veronica. It's good to have Veronica here. We've known Veronica for many years as we uh, ministered out in the village of Imanak. How many know where Imanak is? All right, maybe... Veronica knows where it is, that's where she's from. And uh, we had the privilege of uh, starting out there 11 years ago, short-term trips, that's what brought us to Alaska. First trip to Alaska was to the village of Imanuk, and uh, we lived there for the the last six and a half years, just recently moving to the valley and uh, beginning a ministry, Awaken All Nations, as Pastor or Minister Micah has mentioned tonight, literally traveling uh, all of Alaska all of the United States, and believing God to open up some doors overseas as well, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, of salvation, deliverance, healing. Come on, how many know Jesus is still alive today? And uh, it is a great joy to be here tonight. Pastor had asked me just uh, the other day if I'd be willing to minister tonight, and of course, I said yes as I'm home. And uh, just a quick couple testimonies, what God's been doing. Uh, We were I just had the privilege. I've actually been gone most of this month. You've probably seen my wife around here. I've been gone about 25 days this month, uh, ministering down in Phoenix, uh, California as well. You know, down in Phoenix alone, we had 62 first-time decisions for the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on. That's what God's doing in America. 39 of those were on the Salt River, Pima, Maricopa, Indian Reservation. 39 people on the Indian Reservation, gave their lives to Jesus. In fact, we began to empty out the local uh, alcohol and drug rehabilitation center. Uh, There were at least 12 of them that got saved that were involved in the local rehab program. Uh, One of the workers at that program, she's a part of the church, she began to bring them over, and night after night, they all began to get saved. Then we had a big water baptism service at the end of the week. We were supposed to go till Wednesday, but people just kept getting saved night after night. How could we stop? And uh, we finished up with a great water baptism service. And the church literally uh, almost tripled in size. I mean, they were, they were running about uh, 25 people, and we had 39 decisions for Christ. Someone give God some praise once again. Praise God. Just got back from uh, KC in Antioch, California. Down with Pastor Phil Morocco and the church there. And what a great time we had there. There was a gentleman, 88 years old. Listen, you're never too old for God to touch you. Come on. I've often said, sometimes I find more faith for an 80-year-old to go into the grave than we do in the church to find him healed. Come on. Well, he lived a good life. As long as you have breath in your lungs, God's not finished with you. Can you say Amen. 88 years old for 10 years, and the whole church knew him for 10 years, shaking uncontrollably with Parkinson's. I mean, you could see it visibly across the altar as he's standing there on Sunday morning, just like this, hands shaking, trembling. Felt the power of God to touch him. Went over, I said, sir, I wanna pray for you. Curse that infirmity in his body by the power of Jesus Christ. Had him stick his hands out, and his hands came to a little bit of peace, but there was still a little bit of trembling. He come back by Monday, and Monday night, perfectly healed. No effect of any Parkinson's in his body. Came back Tuesday night, still healed. Come on, he's the healer. And what God finishes, he finishes. Can you say amen? And uh, what a great testimony that was. 88 years old. Got to pray for him again on Tuesday night. I said, sir, uh, you may just be one of those guys that lives to be 110. And he says, that's been my prayer. I said, so be it unto your faith. But uh, we've seen God do some tremendous miracles. And once again, the power of God. Just in the last month. Uh, Just so many people coming to know Jesus Christ in Arizona, California. I know one thing. God's not done with America. God hasn't had the final say. One thing I know about Jesus, he always has one more move. They put him in the grave, and how many know he still had one more move? Jesus always has one more move, and God's not finished with America. And I thank God for the anointing, the call on our lives and on our family to to travel this nation and declare Jesus is the healer, Jesus is the Savior, and Jesus is still alive today. Amen. How many are ready for the Word tonight? All right. Why don't you stand up on your feet one more time as we go into God's Word? If you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Matthew as we begin tonight. Before we go into God's Word, let us pray. Father... I thank you for this holy moment, God. I thank you that we're not here by chance tonight. I thank you, God, for the power of your Holy Spirit, the power of your spoken word. God, I thank you for every person that's here. God, I pray that you would even now begin to open up their hearts to receive the seed of your word. That, God, as your word goes forth, it would get down in the hearts of your people. It would take root and bring forth good fruit much fruit and lasting fruit. God, I pray that this night, that God, you would raise up a mighty army in this house in the last days, God, to be soldiers for you, people winning lives for you, Jesus, people moving and operating in the workings of miracles in the power of Jesus Christ. God, I pray that, Father, you would empower your people tonight, you would equip your people tonight. God, we drive out sickness and disease tonight by the power of Jesus Christ. Infirmity has to go at the name of Jesus. And, Father, let not one person leave the same, But may we leave changed and transformed once again by the power of your word and the power of your spirit. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. If you have your Bible, stay standing. I want to read tonight out of Matthew chapter 16, starting in verse 13. And the Bible says, When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist. Somebody say John the Baptist. Some Elijah, somebody say Elijah. Elijah. Others, Jeremiah, someone say Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Or one of the prophets, somebody say prophets. prophets. Jesus, in verse 15, he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Verse 16, Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you. How many want to live a blessed life? Bible says, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, Petros in the Greek, and on this rock, Petra in the Greek, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades, or the gates of death, the gates of hell, shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. You may be seated tonight. I want to speak to you tonight about Jesus. Will that be all right? Earlier this year, I felt an awakening in my spirit as I began to pray and fast. began to pray for our nation, having an opportunity to speak to many churches. I said, "Uh, you know, God, what are you saying today? And I felt the Lord say to me, It's time that the church wakes up to the reality of who I really am. Now, the Bible says that Jesus asks a question. He's with his disciples. Disciples are walking with him. He asks a question. Who do men say that I am? Now, the disciples giving back a response of what they would have heard on the chatter of that day. You know, out in the village of Emonic, we've got VHF radios. It's how you communicate with boats and airplanes. Now, if you turn on the VHF in that day, you probably hear some chatter about Jesus. Everybody talking about Jesus. Maybe you turn on the television today and you even find some chatter today on the TV in which we'll talk about in just a moment. But Jesus asking a question in which people today are still asking the same question. Who do men say that I am? Now, I was in Target just down here in Wasilla about a month ago, and I saw a Life magazine, and it had a picture Uh, of an artist who drew uh, what they probably thought Jesus looked like. His head was a little tilted. He kind of had a sad look. And at the bottom it says, who is Jesus? Or who do men say that I am? It's amazing to me that over 2,000 years ago, and even today, the same question is being asked. Who's Jesus? Are you with me, church? So Jesus asked the question, who do men say that I am? So the disciples replied back, well, some say you're John the Baptist. How many know the Bible says that John the Baptist was a voice crying out in the wilderness? They said, Jesus, you're a voice. And when you speak, people listen. You have a strong voice. You're, you're John the Baptist. You're like, you're like the one crying out in the wilderness. Others say Elijah. Somebody say Elijah. They said, Jesus, you're powerful. How many recognize Elijah was a powerful man of God? First Kings 18, calling fire down from heaven, manifestation of God's power, killing the prophets of Baal, killing the prophets of Asherah. Come on, Elijah was a powerful man. Are you with me? They said, Jesus, you're powerful. You're like Elijah was. Others said what? Well, you're Jeremiah. How many know that we often refer to Jeremiah as One of the weeping prophets, he was one who was passionate about the things he prophesied. That when he spoke, he spoke with great passion. As he wrote Lamentations, he was full of passion. He's the weeping prophet. Jesus, when you speak, you're passionate. When you speak, when you talk, you're passionate about the things you declare. Jesus, you have a voice. Jesus, you're a powerful man. Jesus, when you speak, oh, you speak with great passion. Others say, well, you're one of the prophets. You're a seer, a prophet mean one that can see and perceive things. How many know that Jesus had the ability at the well to tell the Samaritan woman just how many men she had been with? Jesus having the ability to perceive through words of knowledge and and operating as a prophet to see. Well, Jesus, you're a seer. You're one of the prophets. Now, church, let me bring you down for a moment, and let me just show you every response that the disciples gave back to Jesus. When Jesus says, hey, who do people say that I am? Just asking the question. Every response that they gave back to Jesus took the Son of God and put him down on an earthly level. It took Jesus and put him down on the level as a common man. Well, you'd say, well, Elijah, he's not a common man. He was a powerful man calling fire down from heaven. Well, James 5 says that Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. The only thing special about Elijah was what the the Spirit of God came upon a common man and equipped him and empowered him for a work in his day. Can you say amen? Aren't you thankful that we have the Holy Spirit in the New Testament? That's available to everyone. Somebody say everyone. But every response they gave back to Jesus, it took Jesus, and He put him down on an earthly level just like a common man. Now, if you'd asked the same question today, I dare you, walk down the streets of Wasilla say, hey, just pick some random person. Hey, who's Jesus to you? Now, if you ask somebody that doesn't know the Lord, somebody that's outside of salvation, you ask somebody, hey, who is Jesus? They might give you this response. Well, I think he was a carpenter. Uh, he was a, I think he was a good guy. Yeah, he was a good guy. He did good things. Come on, are you with me, church? Amen. Now, if you turn on the television today and you turn on History Channel... Maybe Discovery Channel, you find some guy with his flannel sports coat and his toupee sideways, and his glasses are down on his nose. He might tell you this, wow, Jesus, yeah, he was a good teacher. Yeah, he had even a following. He was a prophet. He was a prophet in his day. And even today, if you turn on television, they'll take Jesus, the Christ, and they'll put him down on an earthly level. Come on, are you with me, somebody? Maybe you find it on Facebook. You find Jesus there says, Jesus is my homeboy, and he's got a three-mile smile, some sunglasses on. He's giving you gang signs. I've seen T-shirts this last, maybe two years ago. I saw some young people wearing T-shirts that says, I got Jesus swag. Some of you people don't even know what swag is. (laughs) Some of the older generation, younger generation knows what swag is. Swag is how you carry yourself, you know. You got Jesus swag. What, are you wearing a robe? You got sandals on? What's your deal? But even today, we take Jesus and we put him down on an earthly level. Come on, are you with me today? Now, if you ask somebody in the church today, who's Jesus? Ask that one that has made Jesus Christ their Savior. Ask that one that's come up out of the miry clay and received Jesus in the power of sin and death broken, addiction broken, bondage broken, the power of sin broken. Guess what? Jesus is our Savior. Can you shout amen? amen? Ask that one that's seeking God for a miracle, looking for a healing. Guess what? Jesus is our healer, isn't he? Ask the kids in kids' church. Sing that Hillsong song. Jesus is my superhero. You sing that one upstairs? Oh, yeah. You ask the unmarried woman or the widowed wife. Jesus is my husband. You ask an orphan. I love John 14 when Jesus said, I will not leave you orphans. I will come for you. How many know that Jesus is the Father to the fatherless? Can you shout amen? Amen. Every response given back to Jesus in his day put Jesus on an earthly level. Now, I want you to know, church, that Jesus is our Savior. Jesus is our healer. Jesus is the Father to the fatherless. Jesus is there when we're lonely. How many know he said he'll never leave us? He'll never forsake us. How many know he said in Matthew 28, 19, that he's with us always, even to the end of the age, even when all of hell is unleashed upon this earth and the judgment of God comes, he will come for us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He will rapture us from this earth. Can you shout amen? Amen. First Corinthians says that Jesus is our all in all. And if you believe that, Say, thank you, Jesus. But as I begin to pray about Jesus, Jesus began to show me, he says, well, when it comes to the kingdom advancement, when it comes to advancing God's kingdom, we've got to wake up to the reality of who Jesus really is. I'm here to tell you tonight, he's far more than just your savior. I'm here to tell you tonight, he's far more than just your buddy when you're lonely, I'm here to tell you tonight that Jesus is far more than just your savior, just your healer, just your buddy or your husband or the father to the fatherless. He asked, Jesus asked his disciples, but who do you say that I am? And Peter has a revelation. The Bible shows us in Mark 16. The Bible says, Blessed are you, Simon bar for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Catch this, church. Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. But my Father who is in heaven, there was an awakening, a revelation, in the spirit of Peter. Nobody else got it, but Peter got it in that moment. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And could it have been that in that moment, now listen, I could go to any messianic prophecy in the Old Testament, but let's turn to Isaiah chapter 9. I could go anywhere in the Old Testament, but could it have been that Peter was reminded of Isaiah the prophet in Isaiah chapter 9? He says, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. You are that one that was prophesied about. Now, make no bones about it. The disciples knew. They knew the messianic prophecies. They were not just common fishermen. Even as common fishermen, they understood. As Jewish people, they understood that a Messiah would come. They understood that the anointed one would come. Are you with me? Could it have been that Peter had a revelation out of Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6? Could it have been that he was reminded of when Isaiah prophesied 700 years before? For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government, someone say the government, will be upon his shoulder. Someone say shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. And of Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom. To order it, establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forward, even forevermore. Someone say forevermore. How many know Jesus has established a kingdom that goes forevermore? But could it have been that Peter had a revelation of Isaiah 9, 6? For unto us a child was born, and upon his shoulder would be the government. Now, i would be honest with you. When I read this for the first time back in Bible school days, and I was just beginning to read the Word, and... As I read this prophecy, I, I was immediately taken. I thought to myself, well, that's probably when Jesus carried the cross on his shoulder, carried it through the city. It was a picture of what was to come. That's not what this means at all. In fact, the shoulder was a place in which keys were held. Now, now, just go with me for a moment back to Bible days. There were gatekeepers in the city. The gatekeepers had a responsibility. Somebody say Responsibility. Somebody with keys speaks of responsibility and authority. Now, if I had keys, and I do have keys tonight, and here they are, I am in authority, and I have responsibility to my suburban outside. You don't have the authority. You don't have responsibility over my suburban. And if I give you the keys, guess what? Then you can take my suburban. You can go down to McDonald's and grab yourself an ice cream. I don't care what you do with it. But I've given you, I've delegated my authority to you. Now, Jesus, the Bible says that when the Messiah would come, That when the anointed one would come, when the Christ would come, that one that Peter has a revelation of, that he would come, and on his shoulder would be the government. Now, there were keys biblically in the old days that were literally two feet long. Some keys being two feet long. Solid brass. How many know you don't get your carabiner clip out and you put that on your hip belt and walk around with it? And annoy everybody every time you walk. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he's in the room. (laughs) A two-foot key was laid on your shoulder with a strap, kind of like us Alaskans would carry our 300 wind mag to go hunting, and all the men said, praise the Lord. They would be carried upon the shoulder. Speaking of a key, now turn over to Isaiah 22, 22 for a moment, and this will help tie some of this together for you. Anybody getting anything yet? Look at your neighbor and say, buckle up. Or unbuckle. (laughs) Isaiah 22, verse 22, it says, And to the house of Judah, look at this church, the key of the house of David, somebody say the key, do you notice it doesn't say the keys? It says the key. It's one key. It's a singular key. It's not plural. The Bible says the key of the house of David, I will lay on his shoulder. Somebody say Shoulder so he shall open and no one shall shut and he shall shut and no one shall open I will fasten him as a peg in a secure place and he will become a glorious throne in his father's house aren't you thankful that the throne of Jesus Christ he is fastened as a secure peg he is unshakable he is unmovable hallelujah and Jesus reveals himself in Revelation 3 7 listen he says these things says he who is holy he who is true. He who has the key of David. He who opens and no one shuts, and he who shuts and no one opens. Peter has a revelation. You are the Christ, the son of the living God. He has a revelation of the prophecies of old. Now I could go to any messianic prophecy, but I'm going to this one, and I'll tell you why. Because Jesus then releases the keys to the kingdom to his disciples, and which we'll look at in just a moment. But you must get a revelation in your spirit of who Jesus is. And he's one who possesses the key of David. Somebody say the key. What is the key of David? The key of David is a master key. How many know that you can have multiple keys to your home? You can have a key that unlocks your bedroom. You can have a key that locks your bedroom, you could have a key that unlocks your front door, and they could be two different keys. But you can have a master key, and that master key will unlock any door in your home. It will unlock any key. It will unlock any room because of the master key. How many understand tonight who Jesus is? He's not just our buddy. He's not just our friend. Jesus ain't my homeboy. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, and he possesses the key of David. What is the key of David? It's a master key of spiritual authority. There is one named Jesus who is over everything. Listen to me very carefully, church. There is one who holds the key of David that every knee will bow, those in heaven and on earth and those which are under the earth and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. There is one, in fact, turn to Ephesians chapter 1. Go ahead, turn to Ephesians chapter 1. Hallelujah. There is one who's greater than any devil in hell, there is one who's greater than all sickness and disease. There's one who's greater than any fear of oppression, any suicidal thought. There is one who's greater than it all, who possesses the key of David, having the ability to unlock and to lock. Can you shout amen? Amen. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 20, it says this. Which he worked in Christ. In fact, look at 19. 19. What is the exceeding greatness of his power? That word power in the Greek, it's kratos. It means dominion. It means authority. What is the exceeding greatness of his power? Which he worked in Christ. When he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places. Somebody say heavenly places. Verse 21, somebody say far above far above all principality. What are principalities? They're demonic spirits. They're powerful spirits. But there's one who's far above, the Bible says, all principality. The Bible says, all power, all might, all dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also that which is to come. He put all things, somebody say all things, under his feet, and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all, all in all, what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying tonight that Jesus Christ has risen from the grave. It's time we get a revelation of who Jesus is all over again. It's time we don't wait till April comes around or the end of March and we have a great Easter celebration and out comes on the stage Jesus with a spotlight on him and his hair done just right. And Brother Toby's up there playing Jesus and then we get a revelation. Oh, yeah, he's risen from the grave. No, church, let's get a revelation. Revelation deep down in our belly tonight that when you walk down the streets of Wasilla, no devil in hell can touch you. No sickness and disease can come upon your dwelling because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. We serve a God who's far above, seated in heavenly places. Above every devil in hell, hallelujah. Above every name that is named, Parkinson's is a name. But at the name of Jesus, Parkinson's comes out, hallelujah. Can you shout amen? Ah! But we walk around. We walk around in the church like, well, Jesus, yeah, he's there when I need him. We get the first ugly situation that hits the doorstep of our home. You get a bad report. First thing you do is tell all your friends, and you won't believe what the doctor told me. Don't Put the phone down. Remember who you serve. You serve one greater than any doctor report. There's not a name on this earth that you can come up with that the name of Jesus Christ is not over. Cancer's a name. Diabetes is a name. Come on. Are you with me, somebody? And at the name of Jesus. You wake up in the morning with a little sniffle. Well, I guess I'll have a head cold all day. Call Dr. Scrubs down the road. We need some penicillin here. Yeah, that's my wife. She's here. We've had sickness and things try to come against our home. But I learned a long time ago the God that I serve... His name is Jesus the Christ. And it's time we get a revelation in our spirit of who he is all over again. He's not just there when you need him. He's not just there for the lonely. He's not just your savior. He's not just your healer. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He definitely ain't your homeboy because Revelation 19 says that when he comes back, he's coming back with fire in his eyes. And out of his mouth is going to come a sharp sword. He will rule with a rod of iron and he will rule in judgment and in justice. He is a man of power. He is a man of authority who has risen from the grave and holds the keys of death, hell, and the grave forevermore. He's been fastened as a peg in a secure place. He's unmovable. He's unshakable. Your sickness bows at the knees of Jesus. Your problems bow at the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, it's hereditary. My mama had depression. Yeah, your mama had a spirit. And it went from her to you. But greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And when you give your life to Jesus, every foul work of the devil is broken. What I didn't tell you, when I was down in Phoenix... On the Indian Reservation, I'm going to tell you, I'll be straight, I know it's probably online tonight, that's fine, I don't care, air it. I saw the most freakish dude I've ever met in my life. He had more metal hanging out the front of his face. And he had tattoos of ram's horns on the side of his bald head. And tattoos all up in his face, demonic things. And I discerned in my spirit the moment he walked in that he was operating in black magic, different things, witchcraft. Maybe he's a warlock. I don't know, but I discerned it in my spirit. I thought it was amazing that night. I've come to find out later, I actually found out later, that while I was preaching, he's sitting in his seat with like an animal skull, touching it this way, touching it that way, just to see what it would do in the service. Then he got some feathers out. I have a good friend sitting right behind him, told me later. I found out two days later. And he had some feathers out and was doing some things with feathers, trying to bring a little disruption in the service. One thing I know about Jesus, come on. I'd love to tell you he got saved. Unfortunately, there are sheep and there are goats. And unfortunately, he actually, I watched him physically hold his wife back from getting saved that night. But at the same time, when he's doing his little juju... We had some of the most powerful miracles all week. And I felt the anointing come on me, and I I even declared it. Some of you want to play with witchcraft. Some of you want to play with a Ouija board. Some of you want to channel this spirit, channel that spirit. I said, let me show you the greatest spirit of all. He's the Holy Spirit. And he comes through Jesus Christ. And wham, wham, and it was a demonstration of power and no foul devil in hell could stand between it nothing could get in the way of jesus moving that night and bringing deliverance for people why because he's seated in heavenly places far above all principality all power all dominion in every name that is named we go we went through this thing in the church for the last few years oh he's got a revelation let me tell you something The only revelation you need to get all over again is the revelation of the Christ, the Son of the living God. I don't care what some revelation some man has down the road. What you need is a revelation of Jesus all over again, and it will change everything you put your hand to. It will change everything you speak to. It will change everything that you pray to. Can you say amen? I don't fear things. I'll be honest with you. When I lived in Emonic, there was a shaman. And there were days when I'd see him and I'd say, oh, here we go. I just really didn't want to see him today. And days when fear would try to grip my heart. But then I woke up one day and realized the God who I serve. Are you with me? Someone say, Jesus, the Christ. And that man came over. Put his face in my face in a drunken stupor and said, look into my eyes. What do you see? I said, I see a man who's broken and hurting that needs Jesus. He didn't want to hear it. Fear's not going to grip my heart just because some shaman shows up and goes nose to nose with me. I know who I serve, and greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I serve a Jesus who's seated in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might. And whatever he binds, guess what, baby? It's bound. Whatever he unlocks, guess what? It unlocks. Can you shout amen for Jesus tonight? But we wait till Easter. Oh yeah, he is alive. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, he just came out of the. Yeah, that's right. Get a revelation. Let the Holy Spirit reveal it to you tonight. Didn't Jesus said, "Blessed are you if you want to live a blessed life." Get a revelation of who Jesus is. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father. Who's in heaven? There was an awakening in his spirit. It's one thing to know up here that Jesus is alive. Yeah, he's alive. Yeah, he's alive. But when you get it deep down in your belly, let me tell you something. There's no circumstance, no problem you'll ever face. You'll lay hands on the sick. They will recover. You will cast out demons. When you get a revelation in your spirit of who Jesus is, can you shout amen? Are you catching what I'm pitching tonight? Revel- or, excuse me, Philippians 2 says this. Just listen. You all know it. Philippians 2, 8. And him being found, listen, as in a, in an a, him being found in an appearance as a man, speaking of Jesus, being found in the appearance of a man, like a John the Baptist, like an Elijah, like one of the prophets, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. Even the death on the cross, therefore God also has highly exalted him. Someone say highly. Highly. And given him the name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. Those in heaven, those on earth, and those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The Bible gives us a picture of what Jesus is really over. Some will say those in heaven. Some will say heaven. Some will say earth. Some will say under the earth. The apostle Paul said, I know of a man who was taken up into the third heaven, seen inexpressible things, couldn't describe them. Most likely speaking of himself, he's probably saw the streets of gold. We don't know exactly, but things that he could not speak of. How many know that when you give your life to Jesus, there is a place secure for you in heaven, that God puts your name down in the Lamb's book of life, and when the books are open, you shall come into the third heaven, and there are mansions waiting for you. There's streets of gold, pearly gates, precious stones of all kinds. Can you say amen? There's a second heaven, and there's a first heaven. The first heaven is where you and I are. It's what we see day to day. But there is a second heaven of angels demonic forces. How many understand a third of the angels had fallen out of heaven with Lucifer? There is a demonic realm. There is an angelic realm, but once again the Bible tells us that Jesus becoming obedient to the point of death. Yes, death on the cross, but death couldn't hold him. He rose up out of the grave, strapped on his shoulder, a spiritual key of David that gives him all authority over heaven, over earth, and every foul thing that's under the earth that I at the name of Jesus every knee will bow and every tongue will confess out in western alaska out in emonic where we pastored for 6 years everybody wants to talk about harry man hey, ktktu just did a story on harry man western alaska i told the whole village i said go tell everybody i'm going to preach on harry man tomorrow night 21 people got saved can you say amen this was just last March. And I told the people, why can't you shoot Harry Man? Why can't you catch Harry Man? Because you can't shoot, you can't kill that which is spiritual. But I told the people, I said, I guarantee you there's coming a day when Harry Man himself will bend his knees and confess with his mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. There's not a devil in hell that will not confess that Jesus is Lord. There's not a man and woman on this earth that will not confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I just pray you all choose to do it now before you have to do it later. There's not an angel greater than Jesus. When you look at Ephesians, I love Ephesians. What they're they're steeped into is called uh, Gnosticism. And they're actually looking to angels and looking to the spirits as authority. But Paul sets the record straight when he talks about Jesus that there's no angel greater than Jesus. He's put all things under his feet and God has made him the head of the church. Going back to Mark 16 or Matthew 16, excuse me. This is going to help you it's gonna help you do what Jesus said you'll do. That you'll speak in new tongues, you'll lay hands on the sick, they'll recover, you'll drive out devils. It's gonna help you do those things when you get a revelation of who Jesus is. Now, I wanna show you something in Mark 16. There's a reason I went to the Messianic prophecy of the key of David. Now, once again, Peter has a revelation that he is fulfilling prophecy, he is the Christ. But why did I go to the key of David? Because Jesus said that I, whatever I bind is bound, whatever I unlock, is locked. Jesus said, I am the one with the key of David. Revelation 3, 7. Isaiah prophesied it, I'm here to tell you, I am that one. I'm the one with the key of David. Now, what's interesting to me is in in Matthew 16, Peter has this revelation. But it's not until the revelation comes that then comes delegation. Listen carefully. You must have revelation before you step in and move into delegation. Some of you, the moment you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you don't even realize the power that's in you. The moment you say yes to Jesus, do you understand that you are one of the greatest agents on this earth immediately? Because the same spirit, Romans 8, that raised Christ from the dead lives in you, and your body has now become a temple of the Holy Spirit. But we must have an awakening of who is in us and once you get a revelation of who Jesus is then will come Holy Spirit delegation then will come the power necessary to drive out devils then comes faith on the inside of you to lay hands on the sick and they recover listen when I lay hands on sick people I don't have to wonder what the will of God is I don't have to wonder if God's gonna heal them I know who Jesus is I know what he's accomplished he's given me a revelation a long time ago and it transferred into power Of Holy Ghost delegation understand Jesus didn't just come and say hey disciples I got something for you come here oh baby you're gonna like this you're gonna like what I have Jesus didn't say hey 12 come on over check this out is the keys (laughs) you've got the kingdom baby how many know that didn't happen Jesus asked the question who do men say that I am every response took Jesus put him on an earthly level but well, who do you say that I am? Peter. Boom, an awakening. A revelation in his heart. You are the Christ. You are the one possessing the key of David. Jesus what? Well, let's look. Jesus answered him and said, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Verse 18. I also say to you that you are Peter. Someone say Peter. It's Petros in the Greek. In the Greek, that means a living stone. Remember that, a living stone. That's exactly what Petros means in the Greek. And on this rock, someone say rock, that's Petra in the Greek. That is a foundational stone. That is like a cornerstone. It's something in which a foundation is laid upon. And the Bible says what? He says, I will. Someone say will. will. Why was it I will? Why was it future tense? Because Jesus had not yet died. Jesus had not yet rose from the grave. Jesus had not yet ascended into heavenly places far above all principality and every every authority on this earth. Jesus had not yet accomplished it. So he said, I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Can you say Amen. What's amazing to me is that when you study this, you'll find some commentators that probably aren't Pentecostal, probably aren't Holy Ghost-filled, and they'll tell you, well, you know, Jesus was just speaking to Peter. They'll try to tell you, well, you know, Jesus, was that was just for Peter's day. You know, it was something specific for Peter. Now, in the Greek, it says living stones. Now, what I find amazing is those same scholars didn't read the rest of the Bible, in fact, listen to what First Peter says. Now, somebody tell me, who wrote the book of Peter? Come on, who wrote the book of Peter? So if anybody had the revelation on this, how many say Peter had it? Just makes a little bit of common sense. I, it's amazing how scholars can't even figure that out. But listen to what Peter says. 1 Peter 2.5, speaking of the church, you also are living stones... Being built up a spiritual house. Church, I'm here to tell you tonight. The same authority that Jesus gave Peter. Peter gave us a revelation, says you also are Petros. You also are living stones. You also are ones being built up a spiritual house. How many understand that Jesus is Petra? Jesus is the chief cornerstone. In fact, listen to what the Bible says, 1 Corinthians 3.11. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which has been laid in Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 10.4. For they drank of a rock that followed them in the desert. And that rock was Jesus Christ. Mark 12, verse 10. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Church, nobody can lay the foundation of the church other than Jesus Christ. He's already laid it with his body. He's already laid the foundation of the church. How many understand this building is not the church? you and I are living stones being built up a spiritual house. We are the body of Christ. We are being laid down upon the foundation of Jesus Christ being built up. And how many know every time a soul is added to the Lord, every time a life says yes to Jesus, it's another living stone and the house gets a little bit bigger. And as 20 more say yes to Jesus, it's 20 more stones being built up on the foundation of Jesus Christ and the house gets bigger. Look at your neighbor and say you a living stone. And Jesus said, I'll give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Now, what are the keys to the kingdom of heaven? Someone say keys. You notice it's not singular, it's plural. Now, once again, I have the keys to my suburban. How many understand that I'm in all authority over my suburban? One thing I love about Philippians chapter 2, when it says that every knee and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, someone say Lord. Lord, to the glory of God. That word Lord in the Greek, it literally translates this way. The one who is a possessor and a disposer of any certain thing. It means one who is in complete authority. So Jesus has the key of David. How many understand he has All authority, all power. Even in Matthew 28, he appears to his disciples and says, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Now go and make disciples of all nations. All authority given to Jesus in the key. But because he has authority in every area of life, in every area in three worlds, Jesus has all authority. How many know he is the possessor, and now he can be the disposer of whatever he wants? I'm an authority over my suburban. You know what, Pastor Michael, Minister Michael, go get my mail do my work, go get my mail. It's exactly what Jesus did when he rose up from the grave and everyone who comes into right relationship with him. Some people don't even recognize what they possess on the inside of them. Do you understand that you are the greatest authority in this valley? It got quiet for a moment. Now, don't misunderstand me. Pastor Daniel is your spiritual authority. He is the head over this house, but I may understand there's one who's the head over all things named Jesus. Nobody can be the head over the church, but there is a senior pastor named Pastor Daniel Brackton great friend, and you come under his authority as pastor. Are you with me? But every person that says yes to Jesus Christ becomes the greatest authority wherever they are. Why? Because you carry a king in you, and you carry kingly keys in you, and you carry greater authority than any principality you carry, any, you carry greater authority than what the doctor may tell you you have more authority in the inside of you than what the authority of a doctor may tell you. How many understand that a doctor is in authority over the body and he can speak things over the body but there's one who's inside of you who's the greatest authority of all can you shout amen you don't have to fear anything Pray pray for grandma, she's got fever. We better run her to the ER. You'll just you just put your coat on. I curse this fever now in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? Because you have the keys to the kingdom. What are the keys of the kingdom? When you look at Revelation 21, it gives us a picture of heaven. Some will say of heaven. Did not Jesus said I'll give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven? Jesus teaching us to pray in Luke chapter 11, he says Thy will be done on earth, as it is in. So, what's God's will on earth? What you see in heaven. How many know that there? I mean, read it later in Revelation. There are so many precious stones in heaven. You can. You cannot. I'm. You can't even argue the fact that God's in the business of prosperity. You, you can't. You can't even argue the fact, well, you know, God wants you to be poor. Absolutely not. If he's got mansions up there, he's going to take care of your mansion down here. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor their descendants begging for bread. God is in the business of creating wealth. God is in the business of prospering and blessing his people. Can you shout amen? What does that mean? That means when you look at your bank account on your computer screen and you don't like what it says, take out your little key of authority and start speaking to that bank account and calling down a little bit of heaven onto earth. Can you shout Amen. How many know there's no pain in heaven? So when grandma's got fever, you just pull out your spiritual key of authority through Jesus Christ. You lay hands on the sick, and they'll recover. You don't tell grandma, oh, God, we see a fever here. You speak to it by faith and say, I curse this fever at the name of Jesus Christ. Come out of this body, and it'll go. How many know there's perfect peace in heaven? Walk into a room of chaos. Chaos squabbling and fighting. You just say, peace, be still. I was down in Phoenix on a Sunday morning, and there was a young teenage girl. Grandma brought her up in the healing line, and she was probably 15. And she's going, no, 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 no. Just tormented. Just such fear upon her. Just laid my hand upon her head, and I said, peace, be still. Now in Jesus' name. And you could just see the presence of God just melt from the top of her head to her feet and perfect stillness come into her body and all fear broken. Can you say amen? That was just two weeks ago. Hallelujah. 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 How many know there's no shadows in heaven? Darkness expels in heaven. You carry a key of authority. I don't care what dark figure shows up in the corner of your room. I've had evil spirits try to grab me by my ankles and drag me out of bed. You can ask my wife how we sleep sometimes. You foul, unclean devil from hell. Get out of here in Jesus' name. And foo, it's gone. Why? Because I learned a long time ago the one who's in me. I learned a long time ago that Jesus Christ is seated far above in heavenly places. I had a revelation long ago. He's not just my Savior. He's not just my healer. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords, and there's nothing greater than Him, and greater is He that's in me than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. Anybody getting anything? I'm telling you, I feel the Holy Ghost all over me right now. Why not you stand up on your feet right now and lift both hands to heaven? Saramande se he. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The American church must wake up to the fact of who Jesus is. We've told an entire generation, I have a great evangelist friend, Jonathan Shuttlesworth, I've heard him say this, I'm not going to take credit for it, but he's so true. He says, we've told an entire generation in the church that Jesus is alive, and we wonder why the church is emptying out, we wonder why the pews are declining, because we've yet to show them how alive he really is. We wonder why the baby boomers don't want to go to church, it's because the baby boomers were brought up taught that Jesus is alive. God is real, but we've never shown them how real God is. I have a deep passion in my heart that these young people, kids, I've seen kids laid out on the Holy Ghost, getting touched by God. We were down in Hana, Hawaii just after I was with Pastor Micah. Down in Hana, Hawaii, the Lord spoke to me. He said, bring every child up. Every kid was lined up. There were about 12 of them. I'm talking kids, like 13 years and under. Fire of God, fire of God. Just one right after another, just getting filled with the Holy Ghost. I refuse to let another generation know that Jesus isn't alive. <laughs> Go ahead, Minister Michael, take the keyboard. I'm gonna, as you're standing up on your feet, I'm going to give you one more thing. Hallelujah. If the body of Christ does not have an awakening of who their God is, And recognize he's not just some figment of our imagination. He's not just some God out in the atmosphere someday that we'll see. Yeah, we'll see him face to face one day. But we must get a revelation that he's on the inside of us. He's given us his authority and his power. Do you understand that you are, the Bible says, the body of Christ. You are the hands. You are the feet. You are the body of Jesus Christ. The same authority that he has, he's given to the church. Now, in order for you to step into a realm of being used by God, you must have a revelation. Someone say revelation. In fact, just listen to what the book of John says, John 20. And I'm going to close with this scripture. It's amazing to me. Revelation always precedes delegation. And I'm going to tell you why before I go any further. You'll never move in the delegation unless you have revelation. Why? Because when you have revelation, it builds your faith to believe, to see the things happen. That's why Hebrews 11, 6, listen carefully. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Here it is. For he who comes to him must believe that he is. Someone say is. Is what? Is who he says he is. You'll never move in faith and pray the prayer of faith and see the miracles of God until you first come to a place of an awakening in your heart to who God is. Once you realize who Jesus is, you won't pray like this. Oh God, if it be thy will. Father, we ask you to guide the surgeon's hand. Give the surgeon's great wisdom as they put things back together again. You won't pray prayers like that when you get a revelation of who Jesus is. Because you'll understand that Jesus, at a moment, can put body organs back together like nobody else can. When you've seen the things I've seen, physical conditions that doctors had messed up, you'll start looking at doctors a whole different way. I've seen people, their body worse off after they had surgery and they say, I need prayer. Lay hands on them and they receive something that only God could do. But it only happens when you recognize who Jesus is. I saw a girl in Flagstaff, Arizona this month, completely destroyed eardrum, ruptured out completely. The doctors told her. In fact, it's, how many know Pastor Barry Haggerty? It's his daughter. Y'all know who he is. It's the doctor said she has little to no hope of ever hearing again. Be healed in Jesus' name. Go ahead, hear. It. Oh, I can hear! Instantly. Why? because I know who Jesus is. You can't do that until you have a revelation of who Jesus is. John 20, 20, listen to this. Bible says in John 20, 20, now this is after the resurrection. Just listen so closely. He showed them his hands and his side. How many say that's a revelation? Mark 16, before he delegates his authority, the Bible says he appeared to them. Jesus revealing himself as the risen Lord. Revealing, fulfilling one of the messianic prophecies out of Psalms that he would taste no death and see no corruption. So they knew that the Messiah would not die. They knew the Messiah would not see corruption. So Jesus fulfilling another messianic prophecy, but appearing. Mark 16 says he appeared. John 20, 20 says this. He showed them his hands and his side. Now listen to the next verse. Then Jesus said to them, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I now send you also. How many say that's delegation? Revelation, delegation. Revelation, delegation. Who do men say that I am? Uh, They say you're just a common man. You're you're a good old boy, just like Elijah was. Who do you say I am? Boom, you are the Christ. Oh, Peter, (laughs) I give you the keys to the kingdom. Revelation, delegation. Jesus appearing showing him his hands his side revealing himself as the Father has sent me now I send you also delegating his power his authority and then the Bible says this when he had said this to them he breathed on them and said receive now the Holy Spirit how many know you can't do it without the power of the Holy Ghost and how many know he gives the power of the Holy Ghost liberally freely freely to all who ask and seek and call upon his name. Go ahead and lift both hands to heaven right now if you would please. Go ahead and get your revelation right now of who Jesus is. Go ahead. Get a revelation of who Jesus is. Before we go any further if you're here tonight and you say my life is not right with God you'd say I know for a fact that my name is not written in the books in heaven. You'd say tonight, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want the power of sin, the power of death, and the power of darkness broken from my life. And I want to give my life to Jesus and follow him tonight. If you're here, would you wave at me and say, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to pray for you. I want to see you come into freedom and salvation tonight. And know that there's a place secure for you in heaven. Just wave at me just like this so I know who you are. You want to give your life to Jesus tonight. There's a young one that says, I want to give my life to Jesus. Anybody else? Praise God. Don't pass this moment by. You say, I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift your hand right now and wave at me if that's you. Hallelujah. All right. Let's pray all across this place. you mean business with God, you children? Then we're going to go into a time of prayer in just a moment. Let's pray this from our hearts. Say this with me. Say, Jesus, in this moment, I turn from sin and I turn to you. I believe in you, Jesus, that you died on the cross and you rose from the grave and you did it for me. Thank you, Jesus, for rescuing me, saving me, and delivering me. From this day forward, you are my King, you are my Lord, and my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. How many know you're never too young to give your heart to Jesus? Praise God. Here's what I want to do tonight. I want to open up these altars. Yeah, I want the Holy Spirit to breathe on you, but before he can really breathe on you, you've got to get a fresh revelation. You've got to let God reveal himself to you all over again. You could ask any Christian, who's Jesus? Yeah, he's my savior. He's my healer. Yeah, you know who Jesus is up here. He is our all in all. But can we take some time this evening at the altars with hands lifted and say, God, reveal yourself to me all over again on the inside. That it doesn't matter what circumstance I'll face in this world. That I understand the greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. That I will lay hands on the sick and see them recover. What are you saying tonight, preacher? I'm saying God wants to use you. Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, I send you also. God wants to empower you. He wants to equip you. He wants to use you for his glory. So would you come right now as we sing a song and get a revelation of who Jesus is. Come. And as you come, lift your hands to heaven.
2: After all, you are
1: constant. And if you're sick in your body, we're going to pray for the sick as well in just a few moments.
2: Go
3: ahead,
1: get a revelation. Get a revelation. Blessed are
2: you. Blessed are you.
1: wife and I about three or four years ago of leading a young lady named Felicia into a personal relationship with Jesus back in Emonic. Tonight she's brought her sister who's given her heart to Jesus for the first time. Can somebody give the Lord some praise for a moment? Hallelujah. 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 Living under torment from the devil but no more in Jesus' name. You're not going to be tormented any longer. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Jesus that's on the inside of you is far bigger than any foul devil from hell. Hallelujah. 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 Lift both hands right here, right now. Lift both hands. Go ahead. I see, I see this back and forth. It's like freedom from depression and sadness, but then it tries to come back on you time and time again. Isn't that right? I see it by the Spirit. You're going to be free tonight, and it's never going to come back. Go ahead. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. I curse every spirit of heaviness that would try to oppress you and afflict you. Just receive right now that would try to come in that body just as you've declared. Go! Now in Jesus' name. And be free in the name of Jesus. Loose your hold. Now in Jesus' name. Go ahead and bend over. Be healed in Jesus' name. Bend over again. Go ahead. Be healed in Jesus' name. Whatever you bind on earth, shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Go like this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody else, you're sick in your body. You need a physical touch. Just lift one hand to heaven so I know who you are. I'm going to pray for you. Sick in your body, need a physical touch. Hallelujah. 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 Some of you are just living under fear. You, you've been fearing the thing that's gripped you for so long. God says, "Fear no more." Come on. God says, "Fear no more." Some of you don't even think it can go because it's gripped you for so long. God says, "Fear no more." Fear no more. There is one who's greater than it all. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift both hands one more time as I pray for you. And bless you. Before you head back to your seat. Father, I loose your power once again on your people. We loose your fire on your people, God. We say be filled with the Holy Ghost in power. Be filled with the Holy Ghost in power. Be filled with the Holy Ghost in power. chico, shikororamandet. Oh, fire shut up in your bones. So, hey, fire on you in Jesus' name. Fire on you in Jesus' name. Felicia, get somebody to hold your baby. I want to pray for you before you go. So Ramande, Shear Ramande, fear no more in Jesus' name. So Ramande, So Ramande, come here, Felicia, quickly, quickly. So Ramande, Shear him, just receive. Fire on you in Jesus' name. Be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. Now, now in Jesus' name. I see a fire on you, sis. There's a fire on you. Fire of God like never before. Shakare. Park. Fire of God. Shukuro monday. Sioro mandé, There's more. There's more. There's more. If you haven't arrived, says the Lord, there's more. Sorgomanday say. Fire. fire shut up in her bones Jesus. hallelujah father I bless your people now in Jesus name I bless their going in I bless you going out that God they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover devils will come out lives will come to know you <laughs> Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come here, John. I want to pray for you one more time. Come here, buddy. Lift both hands to heaven. receive that, buddy? Hallelujah. I'm just, I'm telling you, man, I see you devouring reading material. Like, I'm just telling you, you're going to devour reading material for the things that God's prepared for you. Listen, you can ask my wife so many times. I I have a hard time reading like one page. You're going to sit down, and you're just going to like read, 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 and devour. It's like you can't put things down. It's coming on you. For the things God's prepared for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sathande hesikator mundo se, siar ramaloso, siar ramandesе. of the devil that hinders finances no more in Jesus name To say, we had church tonight. Praise God. Somebody say this. Somebody say, Greater, Greater is, the is the one who's in me, who's in me than he, than he that's, in that's in the world. Say this with me according to Ephesians chapter 2. Say, I, I am, am seated, seated in, in heavenly, heavenly place places in, in Christ. Christ. Jesus. Did you catch that? If Jesus is seated in heavenly places, you are also. You know, Romans 6 shows us the picture that we're united in Christ in His death, His burial, and His resurrection. But we don't stop there. So many times we stop there, but the Bible says we also are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus. That's why you're an heir and a co-heir in him can you shout amen that's why you are far above every devil in hell just as he is because you also are seated in heavenly places with christ jesus somebody say praise the lord yes, hallelujah Hallelujah! minister micah take it away buddy amen.
0: well come on ushers can you guys assist me please we're gonna we are going to take this time to bless uh brother austin jones and his ministry Awaken all nations. Come on, how many of you guys know that there are many people out there, many villages, many places that have not heard what you guys just heard tonight? There are people that need to hear this. So come on, let's take this time. Let's give towards uh, this great ministry, this great family. Can write your checks out to KC or King's Chapel. Uh, we'll make sure the check, all of it goes to Brother Austin Jones. So come on, let's take this time to give. Pastor said this many times if you're hearing two numbers, the low one is from the devil. <laughs> Amen. So come on, let's. Let's bless them. Give you guys some time to fill out your envelopes. All right, you guys ready to give? Amen. Come on, ushers, let's pray for this offering. Father, we just thank you for the great word that came forth tonight, God. We thank you for Austin Jones, for Jennifer Jones, his family. Pray, Lord, that as we take this offering, that this would be a seed sown to see many souls saved, many lives changed, transformed. Pray, Lord, that you bless this ministry. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, come on, let's give. abundance of blessings of fish and a time of fellowship and be with everyone as they go home wherever they may venture. Bless them in Jesus name we pray. Amen and amen. Don't miss Sunday. Mike Ware, you guys are dismissed. But Mike Ware will be here this Sunday. Don't miss it. It's going to be a great time. Thank you for coming tonight. Be blessed.